a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Uh, today, Mara Carabello and Taylor Morgan, we are joining you, taking Boyd's place this afternoon. And Taylor, uh, unfortunately, anti-Semitism is on the rise in the United States and in Utah. Yes. Celebrities like Kanye West have been getting a lot of attention, but it's not just Kanye. There's a series of high-profile entertainers and athletes who have been openly spouting anti-Semitic tropes. Um, and we seem to have a culture of it. We, I, uh, an unfortunate statistic is that the Anti-Defamation League um, has sourced 2021 as the highest year on record for documented reports of harassment, vandalism, and violence directed against Jews. <sighs> and, and you know, this, again, I, I, we're fortunate to have a Utah with us today because I think we can't just view this as a them problem, right? No, it is happening in our communities, right? This is on the rise in Utah. And it has been as prevalent here in Utah, or perhaps even more so than it has been anywhere in the country. Yeah, or as. And and it it takes the form of graffiti. It takes the form of um, one-on-one speech. So to help us sort through it and talk about what we can do um, to prevent this, we have Rabbi Zippel, who has been a longtime member of our community and one of the program directors at um, Shabbat Lubavitch in Utah. And Rabbi Zippel, thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Rabbi, what can you tell us about the rise of anti-Semitism here in Utah? Um, I think with all due respect, Utah is relatively in, in a pretty good spot over the past couple of years. We've had incidents just as much as everybody else has, as one of the more visible Jews here in the community. Uh, I have to say that a lot of the challenges that some of my colleagues deal with in other parts of the country are not something that we're really quite up against in, in terms of very public shaming and, and inappropriate comments and that sort of thing. Good, I good. think that that doesn't that I, I, I think that doesn't uh, diminish from some of the problems that we're seeing. But I would say as someone who walks around pretty publicly Jewish and someone who helps run a synagogue here in Salt Lake City, I'd say that we are in a pretty decent place, all things considered. Thank God. Okay, well, that I appreciate that clarification. That's good to know. That's maybe a, a silver lining uh, to some degree. What do you something th- like that? What do you think is driving this uh, the anti-Semitism not only in Utah but throughout the country? Do you th- point to anything in particular? I mean, I, I hate to put it in so many words. I think it's popular, right? I think it's mm. 
I think when you have figures like the ones that are currently just spouting blatantly vile anti-Semitic remarks and ideas and normalizing behaviors that for so long society ran from and shied from and hid from, and now it's just become completely commonplace, I think um, I, I think that's what leads to it. I'm one of the just the scariest statistics that I have seen recently is that we talk about Kanye, who you guys kind of let off the segment with. Kanye has on Instagram twice the amount of followers as there are Jewish people on planet Earth. Oh. And so oh. if you if you consider that statistic and if you consider that and if you if you think hypothetically that. A, a minute amount, uh, you know, 0.1% of Kanye's followers decide to take some of these ideas and and implement them into action. And you think about how many do there are pretty sparsely and thinly spread throughout the world, what those statistics amount to. I don't think it should be a gaping mystery to anybody why we're seeing those sorts of societal changes. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. I like that you use the word uh, popular because um, because a lot of bias and um, disparity comes because here we allow it, right? The yeah. subtle contracts we have with each other and when and how we speak up. Um, so how how do we speak up? You know, how do you how are you in a situation whether that is on social media or whether you're live with people? Um, what are some smart ways to push back? Yeah, that's a great question, Mara, and I appreciate it. And uh, this is actually kind of a talking point that I, I've been hitting on now for about, I want to say about seven years. And, and I'll keep saying it because I believe that it's very heavily contributed to, the, to where society is today. And so we're currently in December of 2022. And I'd say over the past seven years, we have just had nonstop ad nauseum Hitler comparisons, mm-hmm. um, you know, politicians on both sides of the aisle and, and anybody who we don't like or anybody whose policies we believe are not in line with our worldview, they're basically Hitler. And, and all the people that support them are basically Nazis. And I think what that has done is that it has really, and, and again, this is going to come out a little harsh, but it's really normalized Hitler. Because Hitler mm. has now become the sort of political football that we kick up and down the field. And first it's our problem, and then it's their problem, and back and forth and back and forth. And so when you have someone like Kanye, who goes online and very publicly says to tens of millions of people, you know, that we have to embrace the behaviors of Hitler, I think that there are many good people out there who are just blatantly ignorant and are like, well, this Hitler fellow can't have been so bad. I mean, he's been in the news quite a bit over the past few years. And this politician was compared to him, and I don't think that politician is so bad. And so clearly this guy can't have been so bad. And I think what, what we can do to combat that, which falls on all of us, this is not a Jewish issue. It's a 
global education issue, what we can do to push back at that is really educate people, educating yeah. people what was the Holocaust, who was Hitler, why was he a, a, a genocidal, genuinely evil person, and, and why do we not use that anymore as this political talking point that just swings back and forth? And I think that education is really going to be the antidote to so many of these issues. I think that is such an important point. And Mara, we discussed this on KSL at night on Monday. Uh, we discussed the need for this kind of education. Uh, the Utah legislature uh, in 2021 passed a resolution uh, you know, stating the need to provide this kind of education specifically about the the Holocaust. We're at a time now when many of the survivors if if the remaining survivors are not going to live much longer there is a appears to be a historical disconnect just a generational disconnect from that period in world history that we do need to do so much of this education what what more how, how do we uh, pursue that kind of education rabbi i think we learn i think we we learn and we open ourselves up to the possibility of, of being educated about ideas that, that we, we haven't known yet, and we open ourselves up to difficult conversations, and we open ourselves up to having our minds changed, and we realize that this, this can't go on. This can't be you know, business as usual. And I, I think there's a fine line to draw over here. You know, the Jewish people have been through folks a lot worse than Kanye, and, and I believe that as a community, we are adopting a mentality of, you know, this too shall pass. Mm. But at the same time, I, I think it falls on good and decent people to want to see the world around them change, to demand change in the world around them. And one of the remarkable things that I've seen expressed by many of my non-Jewish friends in the wider community is that as society has changed and as marginalized groups and communities have have been through those sorts of reckonings over the past few years and over the past few generations, we in the Jewish community have always rushed to stand by their side and to be alongside them in those sorts of societal changes. And we wish for nothing more than to see that happen in this sort of situation as well. And I think what's most damaging about specifically with Kanye and then later on with Kyrie Irving and a lot of the the, the drama and the controversy around that is that it's really kind of drawn battle lines between the Jewish and black communities, which is unnecessary, which is wrong, which is unwarranted, which is inaccurate. And and, and I think it falls on good and decent people across the spectrum of humanity to to ignore the urge to turn this into an us versus them sort of situation and to push back on that. Yeah, well— we so appreciate you joining the program. Rabbi Zippel is a program director at Shabbat Lubavitch of Utah. Thank you. Stay with us, listeners. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the growing problem of homelessness among women in Utah. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, 
We relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.